My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we are the Extra Sisters. Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 73. And mm-hmm. in this episode, we are continuing with the month of the sequel. Ooh. And we are going mm-hmm. to be discussing Scream 2, which mm-hmm. is a lot of people's favorite Scream, mm-hmm. I've heard. Actually, I've heard a lot of people like the Scream like Whole saga. Series. Yeah. Yeah. I had only ever seen the first one until this. Me too. So I haven't seen any of the rest of them. So Me neither. I don't know. I really like this one. Yeah. So far, out of the two, this is my favorite. I mean, it's pretty similar, but you still have Wes Craven, and mm-hmm. you have a lot of the original actors that weren't murdered in the first one. Uh-huh. Exactly. Which is actually it was a fair most of, of the main people from the first one, other than the killers yeah. and the best friend. So it's got a lot of characters that you know, including Courtney Cox and, mm-hmm. you know, and her uh, boy toy sheriff. <laughs> Yeah. Deputy, excuse yes, me. Exactly. But he's not anymore. He is not. Nope. His hands all fucked up now. And his leg. Yeah. He's got Poor nerve guy. damage. Yeah. Everybody's real fucked up. Yeah. Either mentally or physically or both. Yeah. I mean, you. I would be too. How do you ever just like well, move on? No, totally agree. Exactly. But they're trying to because now they're in college. Or at least Sydney is and Randy is, and mm-hmm. they go to the same college, and mm-hmm. they're still trying to, even though Randy was like the kind of outsider, yes. they went through something horrific together, mm-hmm. especially because they were like final people. So yeah, they're going to connect on a level yeah. that nobody else can really touch. Not romantically, though. No, he wishes. <laughs> right. He wishes. Right. But actually, this movie doesn't even open up with them. So, Gail Weathers, which is... <sighs> it's like one of those Scooby-Doo episodes when oh, they yeah. give the reporter the most, mm-hmm. like, reportery name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Courtney Cox's character. And her name is Gail Weathers, and she wrote a bestseller about the murders from the first time around, which, of course, she did because she's kind of a bitch in the first one. Mm-hmm. She's still a bitch. That hasn't <laughs> right. changed. So, of course, she's trying to get as much money as she possibly can out of this situation. But also, that's what a lot of people do when they've experienced traumatic situations, murders. I mean, even families of serial killers or victims or, vi- or families of the victims or potential victims that got away or mm-hmm. or people that were engaged to them, like Ted Bundy's fiance. Right. They write books. books. Now, her book is a movie. Mm-hmm. Like a really... I don't know. I don't think it's very tactful. Like you're having people dress up in the theater about something that was a true story. It's fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Like it's 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 not mm. good. Like I get it if like uh, it was just like a Michael Myers thing. That's he's not real. We all know he's not real. Right. He's not based on a true story. You were a reporter covering something that actually happened. And it wasn't even that long ago. Yeah. Like a year or two. It was only the year before. Like, that was a quick turnaround uh, for book to movie. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah. And so there's a couple that we're following in the beginning, and they're Omar going... Omar and Jada Pinkett. Yeah. Love them. They're and they're great. going to see this movie. And when we say, like, hype, like, everyone's dressed up as Ghostface, and, like, it, it's, like, the rowdiest theater ever. But... If I, like, wanted to host, like, a horror festival, like, of a movie that people have seen oh, a million times... I would love to do that. Yeah. Just tactfully. Right. And also not a movie I'd never seen before, I don't think. Like, yeah. if I just wanted to get a bunch of people, let's just say we're watching, like, Friday the 13th, which is just a gore fest, and people mm-hmm. are like, rah! Like, people do for Rocky Horror Picture Show. I was gonna say Rocky Horror, where you throw things at the screen and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like, that'd be fun. But, like, nobody's seen this movie, so nobody's, like... Like, I want to sit down and watch it, you know? Exactly. 
But people are like rowdy and yelling and yeah. dressed up and running well, through the aisles. They even hand them at the theater. They hand them the masks like, yeah. and stuff. Which, by the way, the girl that does that, the usher that hands them, she won her role on an MTV thing. So neat, she, isn't that cool? South Park did that one time. Oh, with they've done a couple where like you could come on a voice could be a like character. the cat or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which would be cool. Exactly, it would. Yeah. But she is uh, commenting that this dumbass white girl's getting cut the fuck up in this stab movie. Yeah. And they're giving out ghost face masks. And she's, like, not really about it. Yeah. She's, like, the only one that's not really about it. And her boyfriend's, like, it's Mm -hmm. fine. Get over it. And she's, like, eh. And I even made a a comment. Like, I know that it's being dramatized because it's a movie. And especially from the 90s and everything was, like, over the top. Mm-hmm. But we're just, like, a very untasteful, distasteful, like, species. Yeah. Because this is stuff that happens. We don't care about what happens to, like, other to, like, people. real people? Like, yeah. the fact that real people died and we're doing this? Yeah. Or, yeah. like, look at people that romanticize serial killers and stuff. Like, we don't care. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's whatever, but... We don't give a shit <laughs> about other people. We just, like, we do when it directly affects us, but when it doesn't, we just don't care. Uh, fucking Gale is what I was getting at. But this girl is, like, trying to act all big and bad. She just needs to admit that she's scared of horror movies because she's being a little pussy, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, but it's kind of cool, like I said, seeing people get so enthusiastic about a horror movie because people are actually, like, getting into, oh, like, they're so the story. Excited. Yeah. They're, like, fake stabbing people, which I think is a little far, but okay. Uh, yeah, especially <laughs> since the scene that they're depicting was the Drew Barrymore scene from... Which she actually died. <laughs> yeah. She <Whatever>. did. <laughs> Her boyfriend gets up to go to the bathroom and he hears something in the stall next to him. Hence our first kill here. Mm -hmm. He gets uh, stabbed through the fucking ear. Yes. Which I had originally... Okay. So backing up for a second. I had more fun with this one than I did the first one because I had seen Scary Movie before I had seen Scream. So I knew who it was because you get the whole parody on it. I knew who it was. I knew a lot of the jokes. So it wasn't very funny to me. But Scream 2, I had never seen and there isn't like a parody of that one specifically right so it was cool i didn't know who the killer was and stuff like that oh. but that ear part is in scary movie so uh, that one i had seen in a sexual way because it's scary so movie. scary movie is not my kind of humor so i haven't really seen all of them or many of them or the ones i have i've only seen bits and pieces of mm-hmm. i've seen bits and pieces of the war of the world's spoofed one i think I it's like the, the fourth ones the one one and two that, those are the yeah only and then i know one of them has exorcist stuff in it and i was like nah i don't even want to see it spoofed like i'm good that's two yeah and it's only like the first 10 minutes if you wanted you could nah i'm good <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so i hadn't actually seen any of them so none of this was really spoiled for me so that was kind of cool and then of course he comes not her boyfriend because he did <laughs> the killer comes and sits next to her but he's in like full get up mm-hmm. but she's like stop being an idiot and then he fucking kills her right in front of everybody, and they think she goes up to the front and is like bleeding out. Yeah. And they think that it's just part of the gig, which is fair. But I think at a certain point, like, you kind of have to realize that a movie theater probably wouldn't let that happen. So maybe somebody should just be like, You good, man? Should check on like, her. Like, one person should just, like, you know, like in 
you know how like in Final Destination, there's that one girl that sees him freaking out and she's like, you know, maybe he's like exactly, not right? like crazy maybe and she gets off the plane. <laughs> yeah, maybe somebody could like go up to her yeah. and be like, you good? Are you, you oh, breathing? Uh, excuse me, she's dead. <laughs> like <laughs> Exactly. Because imagine them finding out after this movie that there's like, and this is what happened, like they find two dead bodies after mm-hmm. this whole thing is over. And then, of course, we basically get into the actual movie. This was just kind of the setup scene, just like you had in the first exactly. one. Even though there are... This one has a lot more, like... They're not really random kills, but they, they're not, like... They're not like our main characters are killed. There's a lot more kills in this, I feel like, yeah, than the first one. Yeah, there are more one. side characters. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. That's what I was getting at, side characters. Thank mm-hmm. you. Even the main characters that are threatened live. Like, you have Dewey and you have Gale. You know, they killed off more main characters than I thought they would. Not main, but, like, at least as far as to this movie. Maybe Mm -hmm. not the last movie, but the people that are in this movie. Like, we'll get there, but people close to Sydney, they killed off quite a few of them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. We're still going there. Got it. And Sydney, it, it cuts to her and she's getting these prank phone calls, but she's smart. She's like, at this point in the 90s, like paid extra for like a caller ID to sit next to her phone. Yeah. And well, so she's you can like, tell people have been fucking with her for a while now. She's used to it because yeah. she like, she's like, oh, okay. It's and says their thing. name and like, then they hang up because they're like, oh shit. You she know. Us. Exactly. And she's, that's just what I said. She's handling it like a boss. Yeah. I mean, I guess you kind of have to because people are fucked up. Yeah, they're going to mess with you. Yeah. Like, they're not just going to let you live. Mm-hmm. Especially after it's been publicized in a book that's going gangbusters Two right books. now. This is now the second book Gail has written about her life and a movie out of one of them. Right. Yeah, people are going to know about her. I would... I know she does later, but I'd beat the shit out of her. <laughs> I know. Like, she gets one good deck across mm-hmm. the face... But I, I don't think I'd be able to stop. I think I'd just pummel her. Because <laughs> she takes so much pride in her vanity. Yeah. I'd fucking ruin it. Well, when she when she does it, too, it is terrible fucking timing. We'll get to it. But, yeah, she deserves to get beat in that moment. Beat half an inch of her mm-hmm. life. Like, not to death, but, like, But just let close. her know it was fucked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Barely conscious would be, like... Good to go. After the murders break, of course, Sydney's bombarded by the media. Leave this poor girl alone. Mm-hmm. But it's the media. Yeah. They don't. And it's funny because then you also enter Randy and he's in a film class and there's literally, they're talking about sequels yes. and they say, it's this is a quote from the movie, the entire horror genre was destroyed by sequels. Which is so funny. This whole movie is about how bad sequels are. And is there one that's going to be better than the first one? And I don't know. I really liked this one. So maybe you guys got close. Good job. I mean, I think a movie has to know what it is and not take itself too seriously in order to be a good Mm -hmm. sequel or remake or anything. Which is what it did. Yeah. Well, Wes Craven's not stupid. Exactly. He's Wes Craven. He's (laughs) commenting on bad sequels the whole time. Of course, he's not going to make a terrible one. Scream was basically a a horror commentary anyways. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. I mean, it was originally called Scary Movie. Exactly. So now we have a horror commentary on sequels. Exactly. So, and... I mean, if you think about it, I mean, are there any sequels that you do like better other than Scream that you can think of? Yeah, I, I was thinking of that, too. Like This one, obviously. This I said, one. I liked this one. There are remakes that I've liked more. Yeah. Not necessarily sequels, though, because yeah, they're the same exactly. fucking, you know, story. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I, nothing really comes to mind. I liked Friday the 13th 3 more. I really liked Saw 2, actually, more than I liked Saw. I liked the second one better. That's a sequel. Yeah, I think I liked, yeah, I liked that one better, too. Paranormal Activity 2. Yeah. But then the first one I liked a lot, too. I don't know which I liked better. I thought they were both pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. But they're, they have, they talk about some movies and they're just kind of debating. And it's just interesting to see the commentary on their own film Mm -hmm. that Wes Craven is throwing in there. Mm Because he's involved with the Scream franchise pretty much most of the way through. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, if not all the way. Somebody's going to come for me on that comment. They're going to be like, he was involved all the way through. Because there are four of them. So Sydney wants to be kind to Gail because she saved them in the first one. Mm -hmm. No, no. My ass stops being kind when you write this fucking book called Stab. Yeah. Done. Mm-hmm. Done. I'm kind to you until you exploit me with the fucking movie. Right. Also, unless you're giving me like a decent cut. If you're like, mm-hmm. I know I'm exploiting you. Here's your check. I'd be like, you know, okay. I guarantee you. They don't mention that, but I guarantee you she doesn't. Yeah, there's no way she's No fucking way. Exactly. And even if she did, I guarantee you at least Sydney's character wouldn't give a shit about the money. Right. Like, I would. <laughs> but like Sydney wouldn't, you know. And I, at least it would be a gesture, but fucking Gail Weathers doesn't give a shit. No, 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 no. That's... And plus, it's not just her. Like, she had friends. Her best friend died. Yeah, and her boyfriend was the one that killed them all. Like, Jesus Christ. Let the woman live. Yeah. And then this is after her mom was fucking murdered. Yeah. All of, like, goddamn. Poor girl. Yeah. And it gets no better for her. No. And then this fucking bitch... Brinks. Okay, so I had to, it actually took me a minute to remember who Cotton was because he's mm-hmm. he's not like he is a side character, but he's important in the first one because yeah. that's who she thinks killed her mother before she finds out her boyfriend killed her mom. But he's obviously exonerated because, right. you know. Okay, but it's still shitty. Even if he's not the one that killed her mother, he's still the one that she saw her mother cheating with. Like, seriously? Right. And also, that's what a Gail then assaults Sydney by bringing Cotton like to her on camera without her knowing yeah, and that's when she up. fucking damn decks straight her. she should deck her that's some bullshit i'd deck both of them yeah bye exactly and then i'd keep decking and just fucking what are people gonna say like yeah you'll probably cop an assault charge but if you go in front of a jury and you're like this bitch has exploited me every single chance she's gotten she mm-hmm. has thrown cameras in my and face and she ambushed me yeah with this guy yeah totally and any fucking psychologist in the world is going to be like, yeah, she's traumatized. Uh-huh. And she triggered her mm-hmm. immediately. Exactly. You're, you're going to get off on your charge. <laughs> this same scene, like in the park, Dewey finally shows up. And it's hilarious because when he shows up for the first time, the, I don't know if you ever watched this show, so I figured I'd say it, the Twin Peaks theme plays. So, oh, no, I have yeah. it. Every time he shows up on screen, it's great. So I had to mention Dewey does show up and he also lights into Gail because she fucked him uh, over too. Yeah. He loved her. Yeah. He is. He mentions that he's not like a naive little cop, but he, he is. is. Yeah. He's like a really young kid, yeah. you know, in love with this like scary, mm-hmm. manipulative, powerful woman. Yeah. You know, not that all women that are powerful, manipulative, but I'm specifically in her case. She's a <laughs> bitch, right? Yeah. It's. 
he lights her up and he's there because the murders have started again. And of course, Sydney and Randy are on high alert, but especially Sydney kind of thinks that right. they're going to come for her again, which she's right. Uh, so Dewey is back to try to help protect her mm-hmm. and uh, safety in numbers, right. you know. And once you face a murder, it probably becomes easier to do it again. <laughs> right. So, but then we get Sarah Michelle Geller is our new Drew Barrymore. Yes. Basically. And it introduces her and she is in a sorority. Mm-hmm. And we get this scene where people are partying mm-hmm. and she's the sober sister. Mm-hmm. I guess so she's that, got to wait around. Yeah. If anybody needs a ride. Yep. So I guess that means she just hits at home alone, not a time of cell phones where she could just go to a cafe or a restaurant or whatever. You gotta wait by the phone. The landline. Mm-hmm. Right. So she's watching a horror movie. Nosferatu. She is, which is a nod to Sarah Michelle Gellar being in Buffy the Vampire, Vampire Slayer. Slayer. Right. And it's it's cool to see her play so many different, like in Buffy, she's a badass, but in this, yeah, she's the uh, the victim. Yeah. The damsel. She jumped right on board with this because she saw how great Scream went when they asked her. She's like, absolutely. She found... What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. And then she ended up, you see in Scream 2 that her hair's all short and it's not in Buffy. And when she went back for the second season of Buffy, it's all short because of this movie. So that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. She got her hair cut. Did she say anything in Buffy about her hair cut or was that just the thing? Oh, they comment and go, Buff, love the new do. And that's it. And then move oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> so... She even says, like, so she's in this house alone, and she starts getting these phone calls. Mm-hmm. Just she thinks from her boyfriend? Yeah. Don't you? Like, Ted? it's your boyfriend. Don't you know his voice? And isn't it different? It's, it, yeah. I don't. They do that a lot with this, does like, Does he normally caller. talk to you like this? And if he does, you? why is he your boyfriend? Right. <laughs> God. <laughs> Many questions. And she even says, I don't think I'm alone, and I'm getting out of here. And, and then she, goes she back tries, in the house to call security. And I'm like, go yeah. to the neighbor's house and call security. You don't need to, like, I get exactly. why she did it, I guess. But she, you know, especially back in the 90s, like, even when I was being raised, when we only had landlines, you know, we were told, like, run to the neighbor's house mm-hmm. and call us or if you need to or exactly. whatever. Like, find an adult. Like, I know she's a college student, but, like, there is a house here and here and here and here next door. It's and a like, sorority. There's, it's probably Greek street. They're probably all around you. So go find someone. Go to another landline. Yeah. Get out of the house. If you know somebody's in the house, they probably want you strapped to your landline. Yeah. It's literally an anchor. Mm-hmm. It, it'd be a perfect opportunity, which it is. And of course, she leaves the door open that whole time and lets the dude in. Just like in the first one. You've never seen a horror movie. <laughs> Come on. Buffy. God. I was so mad at her, <laughs> yeah. especially when she starts fighting him. I'm like, I was screaming at the TV. I'm like, you are the vampire slayer. Kick his ass. <laughs> no, she is. What's her name? Stacy or something like that. It, no, it's like sissy. And it's something stupid. I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, Ghostface comes for her real fucking quick. That oh, yeah. lasts like two seconds. She oh, did. Yeah. She he runs upstairs. Her over a balcony. Yeah. Damn. Dead. Dead, dead. Dead, dead, dead. I would immediately blame Gail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like for all of She's this the one happening, that made it fun for a copycat to take exactly. over. Exactly, and that's what that's what I'm saying. So now we've got two murders, mm-hmm. ba- or three. Uh, the f- two, two, the couple events, right, and the the sorority girl, and this happens as Sydney and her boyfriend and her friend are at a party just on the same street. Yes, and at that party, we get we get hints. 
of yeah. who it is. It's the fucking film, dude. I literally wrote that down right here. I was like, because he was talking about how somebody should make a good sequel and he's making his own sequel. There's your hint right there. Well, yeah, you're talking about the sequels in the class and the only person who is continuing to talk about it outside the class is this one guy. Of course, he's the killer. God, I mean, seriously. And I was waiting for like them to try to throw you off of that, but they don't. They're like, yeah, it, he's the killer. Oh, yeah. Over and over again. Like, Randy, he ends up attacking Randy at one point, and he's calling him, and he says things to Randy that Randy just said in class. So, yeah. it's him. Well, and they're not trying to, like, be not obvious about it either. Right. Like, they're not, like, it's not like they're stupid about it. Right. But, yeah. I that But that's why I would immediately blame Gail. Be like, you did this. You are the one that put it on screen for everyone, because nobody's going to know the details of the case like that unless you mm-hmm. somebody that was there for all of it write it down and make a movie mm-hmm. you put in the crazy and, and they even if you write it in a book you you're the one who has to sign off on it being a movie she could have said no and also it's not like and i'm they even have a discussion like blaming the movies and media for violence and i don't nest that's not the case like chris and i have been watching fucking horror movies since like i don't know birth we've never murdered anybody <laughs> uh speak for yourself no i'm joking <laughs> well you're really good at hiding it <laughs> uh but i don't think that's the case and and i've even looked into and been really into like true crime and spree killings and things like that and everybody blames like music and movies and video stuff games, like that and video yeah. games and I, I think that's bullshit and i think that's a cop out for not paying attention and mental health things whatever you want to blame but you know, I think that especially with uh, people that are already violent, mm-hmm. it it becomes, especially when you don't wait and you just, I mean, this was yeah, not even a year. Yeah. yeah. Like, give it some time, man. This, I mean, yeah, we're talking about a movie within a movie within a movie, but the actual movie, Scream 2, was released less than a year after Scream 1. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. But immediately you're like, oh, it's the dude in film class. Mm-hmm. It's that guy who is Sydney's boyfriend's like buddy mm-hmm. and her friend. But the only thing they ever try to throw you off is since it was her boyfriend in the first one, they kind of try to throw you on that trail sometimes. But only again. because Sydney's like got mm-hmm. trust issues now, which is fair. Yeah, right. She like had sex with the dude and then he tried to kill her immediately. Exactly. Not, like, come on. And killed all your friends. Yeah, I have fucking trust issues. Yeah, me too. <laughs> God damn. And people try to blame her for having trust issues. And I'm like, were you murdered almost? No. <laughs> What was it like a year ago? Fuck off. And she's not even in therapy. Somebody get these people therapy. And then it was only a year after her mother died that the first one happened. This poor girl. Yeah. And her dad. Mm hmm. God. (laughs) Shit. They're like, get the fuck over. Again, just like the first one that you hated so much. They're like, get over it. I'm like, somebody help her. (laughs) God. She is so traumatized. She's like a shell of a person that needs intense inpatient therapy. And people are like, Lena, you trust me. And I'm like, God, you're annoying. Also, her boyfriend thinks that he's going to make it all better by giving her these stupid Greek letters and singing it to her in front of a cafeteria full of people. I would die. I would die if somebody did that to me. That's what got him that role, though. Good. That was the the scene that they had to do. And he did the best. Well, that's a good scene to make somebody do. I'd be like, oh, no. Do you know who he is? No. Jerry Conley. He is. Have you ever seen Stand By Me? Nope. Oh, well, he. <laughs> You're like, well, it's a I'm just going to talk to everyone else then, <laughs> since Amanda doesn't know. But in Stand By Me, it's a group of four kids that go on this trip, and he is the chunky little kid. 
and then he grew up to be be a frat boy. Exactly. (laughs) So in another scene we have coming up here, Randy and Dewey get together and because they're like, okay, who's doing it? What's going on? This is one of my favorite scenes. Well, it's just like at the video store before. Now we're at a cafe and Randy's given the rundown of horror movie sequels. And that's what I love when Randy talks about the rules of film, especially when discussing who could be a suspect. Mm -hmm. It's really fun and it's a lot of information. He also brings up Friday the 13th and the first one not being Jason. Another hint. Yeah. And that it's a mother. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. (laughs) Randy, Gail, and Dewey are together. They get a phone call. It's the killer. They kind of break off. They want Randy to keep the killer on the phone. And so they go and look for everyone that's like talking on a cell phone. Randy gets too close to a van. That's his first fuck up, though. He should have known better. Do not go. Second fuck up? The dude told you who he was. Yeah. But I agree. Don't go near a van. Like, like no don't door. go in near a door, a van. Just stay in an open park near people. Because, yeah. like, if I saw people picnicking, I'd sit down, you know, be like, I don't know y'all, but just try, stay on the phone with me. Well, as, not trying to be mean, but as a white male adult, he probably doesn't have that fear of That's camel true. vans. Like, I'm sorry, us women do. That's true. But, like, putting your back to anything that could open, don't do Dumb. it. <laughs> Uh, but I'm really sad about Randy being killed. I like, loved Randy. Randy was my favorite uh, character. Yeah, I agree. I was so sad, too. Like, yeah. you guys fucking failed him, man. Either make him the killer or leave him alone. Exactly. <laughs> but you knew Randy wasn't the killer. He's too, like, pure of a He's too sweet. Care- and he yeah. loves Sydney. He would never torture her exactly. like that. Exactly. Exactly. And um, so now you have Dewey and Gail. And I'm skipping a lot of scenes. This isn't, like, a thorough walkthrough. But now you basically have Dewey and Gail, like, shit randy's missing Mm -hmm. they do find him Mm -hmm. fucked up in the van yeah yeah and so now they're like flailing all over themselves trying to figure out in the meantime sydney is in this theater production where everyone's in fucking masks yeah which is just awful i can't like triggered (laughs) the fact that her teacher has her continue to do that is really fucked up at least in rehearsal, have everyone take the masks off. Yeah. You don't have to do that for your dress rehearsals. Exactly. Also, that sounds hot. True. But she's trying to rehearse and then uh, they're all cloaked up in masks. And so, of course, Ghostface is like He's there, chilling. Yeah. So she's running away. And so she's still being basically hunted by this guy. Yeah. And then she... Her boyfriend comes to walk her home. And he's suspiciously showing up when she's feeling threatened. Because mm-hmm, we got a... Is it him? Red herring it. Yeah. Yeah. And so she says, I need some space from you because she's like, it could be you. It might not be you, but I'm mm-hmm. conditioned to believe that it probably is <laughs> yeah. or is very much likely to be you. Mm-hmm. So she says she needs space from him. And in the meantime, Gail and Dewey, they are going to go watch surveillance tapes mm-hmm. of her because she's been filming a lot of stuff. And, and so has the killer. Yeah, exactly. So they're going to kind of see what matches up and if they can possibly see the killer mm-hmm. in some of these crowd tapes, which is smart because killers usually want to like relish in their crime. So they'll come to the crime exactly. scenes, which is one of the first things that I would have done. But y'all do you, whatever. <laughs> Especially if you've been through this before. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. <laughs> whatever. So they go into this big lecture hall classroom that's connected to an AV room. they're trying to find a VCR. Nobody has a VCR around you? In 90s, like, I know that they were still not cheap, like, nowadays. Go to the library. exactly. Where there are people. I guarantee (laughs) you they have a whole fucking closet full of them. 
Where do you think the lecturers go to get the fucking stuff? The library. Go to the library. Uh, but they don't. They go to this empty fucking lecture hall that's connected to these spooky AV rooms that have yeah. tunnels on tunnels that on tunnels. That are soundproofed. And they try to... You know what a perfect time to have sex is, Kristen? Definitely the time when uh, you're trying to track down a serial killer who's also tracking you down. Perfect. Yeah, like right on top of the professor's desk. Fantasy Where right someone there. can walk in easily and, and you just don't you. even know. Yeah. And I'll stab you it. while you're on top of somebody. That's yeah. not what happens, but it could have. But Yeah. <laughs> Humans are stupid, simple <laughs> creatures. True. Like, we're incredible, but we're really dumb. Real dumb. Like, maybe like having like a scientific breakthrough. Somebody's like, sex? You're like, sex? You're, yeah. What? Let's yes. Do it. Stop. There's a what? table right yeah. here. Yeah. I don't need. I know what is this? Take it off room, your clothes. But... <laughs> like, fuck it. Uh, so they like start to have like a sex scene, but then it ends really quickly because, uh, there's a killer? No way. You fuck. You fucking found that. I know. I can't believe it. Yeah. He turns on his video and it, they're like, what the fuck? Someone's that's watching That's us. not my video. And then fucking Dewey, like, I respect that he's still brave like that, but he goes after the killer up these stairs while he's trying to hobble. Because he's got nerve alone. damage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do have to say, I also said... Stop splitting up, you fucking idiots. Exactly. <laughs> they, there's a ghost-faced and Gale chase scene through the mm-hmm. AV room, and it's actually pretty good and suspenseful. It is really good. Uh, very good also visually satisfying mm-hmm. because of all the white and colors mm-hmm. of the AV room. I actually really liked that scene. It was really well done. Mm-hmm. And I found myself getting, like, stressed out. So that was a really good scene. I liked that a lot. And then uh, Dewey gets fucked. Oh, yeah. Fucked. And, I, and then I made a note. They're, like, killing everyone. Yeah. Randy did say it would be a higher body count in the sequel. Mm-hmm. And so we're just getting the rules of a sequel, mm-hmm. just like Randy said we would. So we got Dewey down, Randy down. We've got the couple from the theater, the girl from the sorority house. So we're already up to five bodies. Yeah. And the cops at this point have already figured out a pattern that's going on. All of the names of the people that are dying now are the same names of the people that died in the first one. So you get that really cool thing. Whether it's like a first or last yes, or middle or but whatever. then you never hear about it again. And I'm like, if that was your cool thing, you should have used it. It God was like damn. a throw in. Yeah, yeah. they should have used that to find out who the killer was. Whatever. No, Kristen. No. I mean, they tried for like half a second and then moved on. And then the cops never came back. Yeah. <laughs> well, except for once when they tried to move Sydney, but that was it. Yeah, exactly. As far as their investigation, they never actually like, the, picked that back up. That was the most angering scene ever. And well, I can't wait. We're pretty much here. Perfect. So. Let's just go off on this terrible, terrible scene. Cotton also is like being a fucking idiot. He's tried to. So cops have been tailing Sydney because they know that there's a killer on campus. Probably kind of come for her. Yes. And Cotton's a fucking idiot and threatens her and corners her saying, well, if you go on this show with me, like you owe it to me. And he gets all loud and aggressive. He's fucking framing himself. Yes. Because he's interjecting himself into all of these people's lives. He shows up where Dewey got stabbed and... Yeah, he just randomly shows up. He's like, I found him and he's covered in blood. What? Okay, now you're the fucking killer, basically. Why would you fucking touch him when people think you're the killer? Like, You deserve to go back to jail because you're a fucking idiot. Exactly. You're real dense. God. Yeah. So Cotton just keeps interjecting himself and, like, basically setting himself up Mm -hmm. to be found guilty again. But that's... So, basically, the cops want to move Sydney into a protected... Mm-hmm. undisclosed location. Mm-hmm. 
Sydney and her best friend. And her best friend, yeah. Well, of course we know that's not going to work. Even though it should, in theory. There's no reason for that this shouldn't have worked. Yeah, but it's a horror movie, so Ghostface is going to take him out. I literally wrote, so he's like following, they're in a cop car. Uh Uh-huh. And he ends up chasing them. You're telling me a cop couldn't manage to shoot this motherfucker? Uh Uh-huh. Two cops. Two cops are in this car. two fucking bodyguards to, to take care of this guy. No. But let's ignore that. Okay, the cops freak out and then they fucking crash into something. Ghostface kills both of these fucking cops. And then it's left with just Sydney and her best friend in the backseat of the cop car. And that you can't get out of the backseat of a cop car. Because, like, that, it's they're designed for you not to be able to yeah, do that. you can only open the door from the outside. Okay, so Sydney braves her out. Like, Ghostface is in the front of the car, passed out. Sydney braves herself and gets to the front. Like, crawls over Ghostface. Which is a very suspenseful scene. They it did is. a really good they job. They did an amazing job. After she tries to pull his mask off, and then she's scared that something's going to happen. So she crawls out the door, and she tries to open the back passenger door for her friend. And it doesn't work. And then she's just like, oh, you have to crawl around. You know there's two doors back there, right? Fucking try the other door before she crawls over this murderer, maybe? Just fucking saying. And then, oh, I'm not done. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Go right ahead. I was jumping up and down fucking mad because they leave and then they just fucking leave. Go back and pull the fucking mask off. Well, here's what they should have done. Either one or the other. Because here's the problem. This guy is only going to be passed out for a small amount of time. So if you want the mask off him that bad, you do it right then and there. Exactly. Or you don't do it at all and you fucking run. Exactly. So what happens is they get out of the car and... I don't think I'd be able to help myself, but to unmask him. I'd have to. Like, like right there on top of him. Period. Because Absolutely. also <laughs> what made me mad, because I the, I think the other door thing, I think the problem was it was kind of wedged. I don't think they could get it open enough to get her out. If I remember, that might not be true. But that aside, you are telling me you, you <clears throat> this is what made me mad. <laughs> You are in a construction zone that is dangerous. And this killer, you crawl over him. He doesn't have a knife on him. There's not a pole or something that you cannot stab through this guy's chest or neck and kill him. Exactly. He's knocked out. This is the, this is the, this is the moment in Halloween where Jamie Lee Curtis walked away and sat down on the stairs and you're like, can you go back and stab him again? Because he's going to get up. people now die because of this. Because she could have taken care of it right then and there. And that's what I'm saying. And that's what frustrated me. Because if you kill him and then take his mask off, well, not you kill him. And you find out who he is and you end it. But no, first of all, they get out, they run away. They stop running away because she's like, I have to know. So melodramatic. I have to know. Then why didn't you do it before? That, and it costs her best friend her life. Literally. Because in the time it takes her to stop, have this conversation and slink back to the car. Of course, the guy is up and at him and he gets her best friend and fucking kills her. I was jumping up. My blood pressure's high. Yeah. Like, worst fucking scene. I literally, you can look at my notes, find his weapon and murk him. Exactly. He's got one or you're in a cop car. You don't think they have something you can stab him with or bash him over the head with something. Punch him in the face. Do something. Totally agree. Knock him out more. He's already unconscious. Give him brain damage. Do something. Exactly. So I wrote friend down. <laughs> oh, so sad. I'm pretty sure we got six bodies now. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Because of Dewey. Yep. Yep. And uh, 
the boyfriend, since he gave Sydney, this is happening at the same time, since he gave Sydney his necklace of Greek letters, he's basically being hazed by his mm-hmm. fraternity. They string him up and they like basically just like throw beer all over him and like fuck down with his, him. Down his underwear, like a yeah, lot. <laughs> it's disgusting. But she gets back to the school and she gets into the theater production area, the mm-hmm. auditorium, I guess. <laughs> and here's our final scene. And here's our final scene. Uh, her boyfriend has been strung up by his fraternity mm-hmm. and, and she left. brings him down. And he lo- basically looks like he's fucking strung up on a cross, basically. Mm-hmm. But she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I said... Oh, her poor boyfriend. And I was like, wait, maybe not. Because Mickey, the friend, comes in and is like, oh, we're in cahoots. And you're yeah. like, uh, what? But then they're not. Yeah. And he fucking shoots her boyfriend. Yeah. Which is some cheap ass shit. Killers with guns. That's some cheap it's, shit. I feel like this is going to sound bad. I feel like guns are not supposed to be in horror. It shouldn't be. Like, guns are action. Guns are crime. They're not horror movies. Yeah. Horror movies are knives and things like that. Well, and that's why this guy's, like, a fake mm-hmm. antagonist. Like, he's not, but, like, he's a he's a scaredy cat. Yeah. Like, exactly. you know, like, he's, first of all, he's strung up. But he's trying to make a statement, like, oh, it's us and him. Like, take him down. Or he's, or he's like, get me down. Get me down, Sydney. It's not me. Yeah, and she's, like, Sydney. battling with herself because she's traumatized and has PTSD. And her boyfriend, and like. she's going to get to live with this forever. Yeah, and he fucking shoots him. But I think even even if she had gotten him down, he has a gun. Well, so yeah. there, it, he probably would have shot him either way. But uh, he basically monologues. Mm-hmm. Like they all do, and says uh, he has an airtight defense because he's going to blame the movies, and no jury will convict him, so he'll get away with this anyways. Which so is he the might same as well. Thing that they said in the first one. Yeah. So he it, it becomes this whole fight. You know, she's fighting for her life, just like in the first one. And my favorite thing about her as a main character is her literal fight back. And every final girl, it's usually the girl, because that's just what horror is. It's a man hunting a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, every final girl does eventually get some fight in her, mm-hmm. but not like Sydney. She does good. Yeah. Well, she's now been attacked twice. Well, that's what, at least in the second one. Like, yeah. she she's fucking done. So mm-hmm. she basically just goes after him. Yeah. She's like, whatever. If I'm going to die, like, what kind of life is this anyways? I'm always going to be hunted. Like, mm-hmm. fuck this shit. But he has a gun. Mm-hmm. So that's some... That's some uh, bullshit. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, we get our actual mastermind here, mm-hmm. which has been this random reporter Jason that's ex- mom. Yeah, that's obsessed with Gail Weathers, which has been kind of like a side thing, but very insignificant to the plot this whole time, yeah. which is why we haven't mentioned it, because it's been so insignificant to the plot. Yeah. But she was Billy's mother. Yep. And she wants revenge on Sydney for uh, killing her son. At least with Jason's mom, she was like an active mother. <laughs> Like, I could see, like, they let her son drown, you yeah. know? I'll give this her some credit. This mom is just crazy. You hear in the first one that she fucking left him. Yeah. Well, and that's what Sydney even says. Like, you abandoned him. Why the yeah. fuck do you give a shit? Exactly. And she's right. Like, mm-hmm. why do you give a shit? And uh, Gail comes in and she gets shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and But she, she gets shot in the stomach, so you don't really see her actually, like... She just falls into the orchestra pit. Yeah. And then Cotton to the rescue. Maybe. Except he's a hoe 
about it. And he's like, you do the interview with me. I'll save you, mm-hmm. Sydney. And then he shoots. Well, I'd 1000% say yes, absolutely. Like, you're, yeah, you need to save my life. <laughs> I guess. But I'd be like, you know what? Just fucking kill me. Like, fuck you. <laughs> Uh, but no, I probably would too. But he actually, the mom, Billy's mother shoots Mickey because she's like, he's a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. I just used him to orchestrate this stuff because he wanted, you know, yeah. fame and glory of being a killer. And then uh, she gets shot after quite a chase scene and quite a struggle. Long struggle. Long, mm-hmm. long last scene here. Not a bad one. Just a long one. And uh, Gail lives. And then, of course... Mickey springs back to life because they're, they again, come every single time. And they even say that. Because mm-hmm. they shoot uh, the mom like a bajillion times just to be sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dewey lives. But you don't know that until right at the end. Mm-hmm. And then uh, everybody's getting wheeled out. And it's kind of the final scene. And it ends with this upbeat music. And Sydney's just walking away and says, mm-hmm. you know, from the media, like, Cotton's the actual hero and kind of gives him his redemption. And mm-hmm. she... Again, upbeat music. We're panning out with some drone footage and the credits are rolling. She walks away with absolutely nothing left. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Except for Dewey and Gale. Mm-hmm. How is that happy and upbeat? All this of her friends poor are dead. girl. Yeah. All of her friends, her, her boyfriend, family. her family, everyone, her, her yeah. new, I, all of them gone. Yep. I mean, I'm just mad for Sydney Prescott. <laughs> Like, I haven't seen the third one, and I don't know if she continues to come back as this character or not, but I hope that uh, she is happy somewhere out there (laughs) eventually, because she'd been done real dirty (laughs) these past few movies. Like, I was not left feeling happy Mm -hmm. at the end of this movie with this upbeat 90s pan out music. I was like, she has nobody, nothing. And it was really sad. That's all I have. <laughs> You're getting a little weak for horror movies right now. You need to, like, toughen up because they're going to be worse for, No, things. but, like, <laughs> if they, for her specifically, because, like, in the first one, I was like, everybody's being mean to her. <laughs> like, her friends are shitty. Her mom died. Nobody cares. Everybody just either wants sex from her or for her to go to parties. And then and this one, <laughs> yeah, she's just trying to go to college. And then fucking Gail sells her out and gets her almost killed. And then nobody cares. And then she's left <laughs> with nothing. Like, you're making a saga out of a sad girl that nobody gives a shit about. And it makes me sad. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Different note. So I wrote down some hints throughout the movie that I was able to find. And then afterwards, I wrote down some that I didn't notice. I thought you guys might find interesting. So here are the hints about who the killer is. So he, I've already mentioned, he talks to Randy before Randy dies. And he makes a comment about how the nerd is never going to get the girl. And Randy had said that in the classroom previously. I've already said he's the one that brings up the sequels at the party. Yeah. The nerd, Randy, is the one who talks to him in class about how Friday the 13th, it's Jason's mom who's the killer. So we've already heard all those things. Those are the things that I caught. The things that I didn't are kind of interesting. So it's Mickey. We know that. And things I missed were he's holding a camera later on after he has killed Omar Epps, after he has beaten the shit out of him and his knuckles are bruised. So we see that. At, at one point, Sydney is getting attacked by Ghostface and her boyfriend comes in to help her. Yeah. And he goes in the house and he goes out and he goes back in the house and then he gets stabbed. And that's when he gets hurt and they're at the hospital. And his best friend, Mickey, comes in and he makes a comment. He goes, why did he go back in the house? And Sydney even looks at him. Like, how did you know he went back in the house? For half a second and then moves on. 
And I didn't notice that either, but Girl, that was a big one. I do remember noticing that. And I was like, trust your instinct. It's him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I forgot about that scene because I already knew it was him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I was like, yeah. I, that's why I ignored it. Because I was like, yeah. no, whatever. We already know. But. Right. Trust your instinct, girl. You know, you've been through this. If you feel in your gut that mm-hmm. it's somebody, it probably is. Exactly. She pauses for a second. Like, use that. But I would have started. That's all I found. See, if I was in Sydney's possession, I would have started following people that I just yeah. assumed I would have been stalker level. Yeah. Which would have been hard because I also would have been stalked, but I probably would have crossed paths with them at some point, being mm-hmm. somewhere they should have been. Yeah. And exactly. I would have been like, oh. Got it's it. It's them. Called the cops. Been like, it's this motherfucker. Exactly. Catch him and I bet the crime stopped. Mm-hmm. Except for the fact they had an accomplice, but... Yeah. You know, it's this guy. I mean, pretty solid sequel in my opinion. I think yeah. Wes Craven's a genius. Yeah. So he's not gonna like... At least what I've seen of his work so far, he hasn't really put out shit. So four out of five. Yeah, four out of five. It was really <coughs> good. I like this better than the first one. Yeah. It was really good. It was fun. More kills. Mm-hmm. Higher kill count, does they, <laughs> as uh, Randy said. So mm-hmm. thank you guys for hanging out with us. As you know, you can find us on all of our social medias at The Exorcisters Podcast or on Twitter at The Exorcisters. And you can hang out with us on Patreon and with our other patrons at The Exorcisters Podcast if you go to patreon.com. Thank you so much to our patrons. You guys are awesome and you are funding some really cool ventures we have coming up and we really mm-hmm. appreciate you. Yes, thank you. And I will be back with you tomorrow because... This time, luck has nothing to do with it. Till then, stay creepy.